Welcome to The Crunch with Crib Creative. I'm Jess, and each week we're going to be diving into the stories of some of Perth's best agents and business people, how they got where they are, and what they learned along the way. Welcome to a special edition of The Crunch, recorded live at RE Bar Camp 2018. This episode features David James, sales coach, asking the question, how will you choose to tell your story on December 14, 2018? Hey guys, what I want to just cover off on uh, this afternoon is a little bit of light-hearted stuff and to finish off a little bit on this morning and some of the other people that have since spoken that I've made some notes. And then I'm going to just explain to you in regards to how will you choose to tell your story on the 14th of December uh, 2018 and I'll explain that to you in a moment. Um, Justin Langer, who's now been appointed the coach of the Australian cricket team, And if I just go back a step there, we never worry about our reputation until it's damaged. Australian cricket never worried about their reputation until about six or eight weeks ago. So we've now got a new cricket coach, Justin Lang, and he's very, very big in regards to respecting the past. And I have an enormous respect for my past and I've had enormous respect for my heritage. And to that point... This is my mum, and this is my mum's first house. This is 1938 in a place called Gullowa, which is up around Kew, Meekathara, etc. I was born in a place called Big Bell, which is no longer there. And every year I get a registration and a renewal of my various companies that I've got, and they put on it that my birthplace was Bell, New South Wales. I go back to them every year. It was actually Big Big Bell, Western Australia. But this is my mum in 1938. And she went there with my dad at a little mine site that was there, and that's where they lived for a couple of years. Of course, I wasn't born at that stage. But have a look what they lived in. And all my mum's saying to me each day now is, Dave, just ring one person a day. Dave, just go and form one relationship per day. That's why I've put you on the earth to do well. I've got two older brothers and a sister, and we've all done exceptionally well, and this is where we started, everyone. So when you've got to pick up that phone and make a call that you don't want to make, when you've got to step outside your comfort zone, just go back to your past and your heritage and appreciate it, and I'm I'm very grateful of it. A couple of things that I picked up on uh, today, and and I've got to say this right at the very start in regards to Dick Picks. So I haven't had a drink yet, so I can currently say Dick Picks, which was Derek Basson. Is Derek, unbeknown to you, right through primary school, high school, and next Wednesday, I'm going to the annual Goldfields race day at the, at the Belmont race course. My nickname is Dickie. <laughs> My nickname is Dickie. That's what everyone knows me as, is Dickie James. So uh, thanks, Derek, for that little, that little bit. Hey, uh, if, if, if I go back to, to Nat Hoy and she mentioned about we put people in a box, that's what we do, don't we? Let's open up the lid of that box. David, your son's going to be nothing more than a tradesperson. So we're putting him down a couple of grades. Put him in a box. David, you can't catch and you can't bowl, so you can't play cricket. Put him in a box. John, you can't negotiate, so you're friggin' useless. Put him in a box. We put so many people in boxes. Let's open up the lids of those boxes, everyone. 
because there's a huge amount of talent. And each person sitting in this room here has not reached their life's potential at this stage. You haven't. There's somewhere inside here where there's a bit more t a potential. So open up the lid of that box. And also mention, uh, Matt mentioned, uh, Nat mentioned in regards to us being individuals. Um, I discovered in my business in Kalgoorlie many, many years ago through, through me spending a lot of money. So my guys had come to me and say, DJ, Rewa's having a meeting, a train, one-day training session. Will you cover the cost of our airfares or our petrol or whatever it might be? And we'd go backwards and forwards and we'd reach a deal. Now, I must admit I was part of this because they weren't going to go without me. So we'd drive down from Kalgoorlie, first night blind. Second night, blind. Drove back to Kalgoorlie day three, Tuesday sales meeting. How'd we go? Boys, oh, we didn't learn much, did we? We are all actual individuals. And I learnt then to change from training people to coaching people to the game plan in the way that they wanted to activate that game plan of my business. Because when I came into the industry, it was the sales manager smashing the glass table and telling us we're all idiots, etc. And most of us just didn't want to be there. So we're all individuals and we need to be coached independently to the rules of the game and to the game plan, etc. So, so, so don't avoid that, guys, in regards to if you're finding that you're not complying or, or don't feel you want to do that, go to your principal, go to your, to your coach or go to your sales manager and say, hey, I want to get there, but can I have a go at doing it my way? And Matt also, Matt also talked about measurement. My key measurements for 2018 are this. This is what I'm interested in from my clients. Speak to's. How many people have you spoken to this week? How many appointments did you make or appraisals did you book? How many listing presentations have you done and how many listings? And as far as those numbers go, that's as far as I go because we all know how to sell a house. So if I said to you today, I've got a new listing and it's on the moon and I want you to go up to there this weekend and open it up for me. If someone came in and they're half a buy, you'd know what to do. Speak to's, appointments, appraisals, listing presentations and listings. And then from there, what I'm looking for is how many negotiations have you done in the last seven days? How many negotiations have you done in the last seven days? And that would involve, of course, buyers and, of course, at the listing presentation because change your, some of your mindset around your listing presentation that you're actually there to make a sale. That's what you're there to do. You're there to sell that person on, on your services and that's going to be a negotiation. And the last list that I ask them to bring to their coaching sessions is your lessons learnt over the last week. Your lessons learnt list and what can we do with those lessons in regards to making you better at what you do. Um, one of the things I picked up on today, and, and I've got to be honest with you here, everyone, I haven't necessarily found my profession and my industry of real estate all that terribly difficult. I've had some major confrontations with tenants, landlords, buyers and sellers. I've, I've been through all that. I had a settlement that was called off at last minute on a Friday and the guy was the purchaser was not happy, not a happy man. Not my fault, not his fault, the seller's fault. Six o'clock Saturday morning I said to Sheslav, I think there's a truck out the front of our place. And this lunatic had come and parked up on my lawn with his removal truck. And he said, mate, I'm camping here for the weekend. <laughs> you know, you're responsible for this. I said, well, is that right? Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. Soon you're going to stay here. Why don't you come inside and I'll make you a cup of tea and I'll crank up the barbecue 
and I'll do some bacon and eggs for you. This is after a shouting match, and we'll see where we go. So I fed him full of tea, fed him full of food, got in his truck, and he drove away. But, but we've all had these major confrontations, but I've never found it all that terribly difficult. And sure, it's tough. It's mentally and physically tough. But it's not complicated. And we only complicate it when we, when we stop communicating. And the other point is that when I talked about uh, uh, prospecting today, what's your starting point? And once you start, make that starting point be your benchmark. Now, three or four years ago when I met the Bastons, after one or two of our coaching sessions, I got in my car and I thought, geez, that bloody Lee Baston runs marathons. What sort of sook am I? She actually runs marathons. Got home, Cheryl said, what sort of day do you have? I met a marathon runner today, love. So I'm struggling in my walks along the South Perth foreshore where I live there, and I've gone, I'm going to have a go at this. So, rang about 200 metres, thought that was the end of the world. Went on a running campaign, I thought, well, I'm not going to the gym, this is cheap, but it was costing me $90 every second day to get my calf muscles massaged. But other than that, I'd, I'd found someone I could look up to. And I've progressed. And each time that I, I went from that starting point to now that I... And, and I admit my run is just a bit of a shuffle. But I can now comfortably do my track from my place down to the Narrows and back again or from my place down to the Causeway and back again is around about 5K. And I can do that quite comfortably now. But I got there by saying, today I'm going to go to that light. Then I'm going to go to that. And I was thinking of you when I was out there this morning. I'm going to go to that light, and I'm going to go to that light. And that then become my benchmark. And now in a, in a morning, in, 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 a, in a repetition, I can do 100, 100 uh, uh, push-ups and 100 sit-ups in one repetition. Now, it hurts. It hurts me here. And I've got, it hurts me here. And I've got the weakest, skinniest little arms you've ever seen. But we get there, guys, because I went from 10 to 20 to 30 to 40, and then I knew, hey, I can do 40 sit-ups. So I'm not going to do any less than 40. So then I say to myself, I can do a 45-minute call session, so I'm not going to do anything less than 45 minutes. So once you set the, the, the standard and your starting point, ladies and gentlemen, let that become your benchmark. Don't go backwards. Don't go backwards at, at any time. Um, Peter Fletcher, one of the things that, uh, that, that, I, that I was thinking of here today is that Peter Fletcher started working with me on the 4th of the 4th, 1985. That's 32 years ago, and you know what? And this is the beauty of my profession. We're still friends. And I've got a million friends in this industry. So when you look at Derek and what he was saying about his relationships, you know, take, take, take that on board, guys. Um, and I just went to a breakout section, session. Is the young lady here from the professionals, Sterling Clark, was it? Michael? No. No, no. Well, Peter Fletcher put me in, in charge of the breakout session on social media. Excuse me. So I just, <laughs> I just wanted to thank her. I just want to thank her for rescuing me. So this is what it's like, ladies and gentlemen. This is where we're at. It's 12.05am on the 1st of January every year. Have another one, DJ. I've been drinking for six hours and it's 12.05am. 
What are you going to do next year, DJ? Mate, <laughs> mate, have I got some plans for this next year? Have I got some plans for this next year? Probably sell 100 houses. Probably list 120, 130. Do you think you can do that? Mate, hang on, let's have another drink. <laughs> and that's what happens. But who do we tell about that? Who do we tell about that the next day? Who do we then go and share that with as to our plans for the course of the year and make the commitment that I will come back on the 14th of December, which is the last sort of Friday, I think, before the Christmas break, on the 14th of December 2018, and I'm going to tell you my story. I'll tell you why we don't make the commitment, because we don't hold ourselves to those commitments we made in a drunken stake at, at 5 past 12 on the, on the 1st of January. Go and share it with someone. So I've got my teams that we come together on the 14th of December and we come and tell our story as to what we've done. Some stories are good, some stories are not so good. See, these bloody Harcourts people, they are the best, I tell you. They are the very, very best, aren't they? But what's it going to be, everyone? So you can pick it up today on the 24th of May to the 14th of December. You go and work out what your goals and commitments are Share it with someone and say, let's meet back on the 14th of December and I'll tell you what my story is. And it'll have a big effect in regards to your life. Our industry is very much about this. All the major conferences we go to, they have the minion, dollar plus producers talk to us. and we're pumped and we're inspired. But I'm down here, and if you don't mind me saying, everyone, a starting point in our industry has now got to be 150,000 in GCI. That's what it's got to be under the new award. So I'm down here, and I go to this conference up here, and I'm inspired. I'm absolutely pumped. I'm inspired. And I walk back to the hotel with my mates and we're high-fiving, this is us. And then at some stage of that, that night, I aspire to be this person or to be someone else. The following Monday week, I have to implement what I inspired to do. And the implementation is the problem. So, number one, this bit here to this bit here is too big. It's far too big. So tell me what you want to do. As your coach, tell me what you want to do. Do you want to go to 250? Well, let's do that and let's get there and then we'll worry about what we do from there. But please don't go and bury yourself because you say to yourself, oh, at the end of the day when I sobered up and I got back to Perth, I can't do it. But you can. You just stop and think about the very first day your boss said to you, your first real estate boss said to you, Derek, want you on board, mate. And you got in your car and you went, yes, I'm going to be a real estate rep. Your potential is never going to be any higher than that very, very moment. Unless you want to reinvent your potential each day of the week. 
because that potential's still there. So where do you want to be? What story do you want to tell on the 14th of December 2018? Do you want to go from 250 now to 400? Because Paul will tell you when we get here around here, Paul, don't we? Then we've got to get some help, don't we? So we need help and we need some money and that to pay it. Or you're at 400 now, do you want to break through the 500k mark? Whatever it might be. And I do appreciate that everyone wants to get to a level to suit their own family situation and their life balance. But please don't think I've got to go from here to here and then get lost in the process and don't do anything about it. Pick out where you want to be, guys, because then the other thing that happens here, if you're going to go from 150 to 250 or 400 to 500 or 600, you've got to make some sacrifices. And that's what holds us up as well. You've got to make some sacrifices. I was very, very lucky when I was about 19 years of age, that Cheryl asked me to marry her. Caitlin knows my wife, because I would never have got around to it. I was too busy playing footy, drinking. Didn't smoke any hooch in those days, but anyway, that, that's what we did. Yeah. <laughs> did, that, did that later on in life, yeah. <laughs> I think one of the best employees I ever employed was a guy called Reno Boromoy. Anyone know Reno? Marvellous man. Yeah. Dave, down the shed, my son. <laughs> anyway, that's another story. <laughs> so, so, so I've been really, really fortunate that I've been able to do these sorts of things. Chez and I have been married for 47 years. I've given her lots and lots of reasons to leave me. Believe me. <laughs> Believe me. And, and, yes, have it. You're right, Kerry. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And we've done things in our life in regards to our time management and our balance and that under direction of Cheryl that's enabled me to do what I do. So I've been very, very fortunate. So I do appreciate that not everyone's going to be there, but I do say you can, you can do this. What's the story you're going to tell on the 14th of December next year? What's it going to be? Or the 14th of December this year? But please don't just stall, because this is available to you, as I explained it to you, and lots of other people have explained it to you today, that that's available for you in the, you know, in the marketplace. And of course... The other thing that happens here, you've got to be able to sustain your performance. You've got to be able to sustain your performance. Now, in recent years, uh, even when I was still selling real estate, I've, I've narrowed my, my uh, terms down to about 10 weeks. So I run hard for 10 weeks and then have a break. Hard for 10 weeks, then have a break. And, and I, that's, that's good for me now because we've got a couple of grandchildren in Esperance, so, so that enables us to go down there for the school holidays. So, so how do you sustain that performance? I think I can get, go to a home open and find, see that rep that hasn't had a break for two or three months. I can, I can pick them. Don't talk to me. Don't let that happen. Get that in to start with. So Shez and I, at the start of every year, we go and put the holidays in. If we don't get to them, it doesn't matter. But at least we've got them in there, haven't we? And if you communicate with your vendors and tell them, Mr and Mrs Smith, I need to have the next three weekends home opens because the following two I'm not going to be here, they won't be concerned. It's only when you ring them on Wednesday to say, I forgot to tell you I was going away on holidays. That's why people don't have holidays. But I reckon about 10 to 12 weeks we need a break. We need to get away and we need to break the cycle and do something differently. Now, I'm fortunate that I've got a place on the Esplanade down in Esperance 
and that's where we go to. We were down there last week. It is a beautiful part of the world. The water down there last week was unbelievable. Sure, they need some rain, but that's what it is. Whatever it might be, take that break, everyone. But please, what's going to be your story? Now, your story might involve your numbers. It might involve your, uh, your goals. It might involve various financial things, etc. But we don't all have to drive Lamborghinis. And you know when I see people and they set their goals and they tell me they want to go around the world, they want a new car, you know the one thing that I find almost 100% of the time? No one tells me their goal of how much money they want in the bank. No one tells me about how much they actually want to save. We don't know what's around the corner. Someone gave me some really good advice many years ago when he said, Dave, you want to get yourself to position, and it's changed now, where you can write a cheque out for $10,000 at any one time. Now it's probably $50,000 at any one time. It doesn't have to be flashy goals. And what's the legacy in regards to this and the story you tell that you're going to leave your family? What's the legacy that you're going to leave behind? See, now we've got passive income. We've got real estate. We've got our super. We've got shares. We've got the bank. And we've got pensions. Where's your passive income going to come from? Cross that one off. I'm battling to get more than about 2.2 and a cash rate, you know, on a 30-day rollover from the bank. So you're down to these three here, your super, your shares and your real estate. Look how much super's changed since I had my business. At the peak of my business, you know, in the late 90s, we could plonk any amount of money into super, any amount of money, and get the total tax deduction. So we could plonk houses in, commercial buildings, cash, whatever, then get your 40% tax deduction on. How good was that? So they're fiddling around with this. So what's it going to be, everyone? So let's make a commitment today that part of the story we want to tell on the 18th, the 14th of December this year is what we've done in regards to our wealth creation. And the other thing, can I just ask you to add to it, and this is just part of one of my coaching things, who's going to be your accountability coach from now till the end of the year? Who's going to be your motivational coach? Who's going to be your health and fitness coach? Who are these people that you're going to go to to maintain your peak? What, what skills will you be looking to improve or develop between now and the end of the year? What are your recovery actions, everyone? How do you recover from a setback? This is a bit what we do, don't we? Mate, never guess what happened to me yesterday. You know that dickhead? Which one? <laughs> you know, that was going to list with me. He's going, he's going to give it to out-of-area agent, doing it for 1.5%. Do you believe that? Oh, Mike, how are you, mate? What did you get up to yesterday? Never guess what happened to me. You know that dickhead that was going to list with me? <laughs> Daniel, how are you, mate? I've got a story to tell you. You know that clown that was going to list with me? This is what we do. This is how we recover. We recover by getting everyone else's tick off that what we haven't done was actually okay. The fact that I turned up late for the appointment 
The fact that I went there totally unprepared doesn't really matter. As long as my mates justify what I've done, that's my recovery action. But how do you recover? How do you pick yourself up? So I have a daily routine. So I start at half four, quarter to five, five mornings a week. Quarter to five to five o'clock, I check my emails. Five o'clock, I'm down at the South Perth foreshore in my shuffle. <laughs> Lee Baston goes past. She doesn't even recognise me, you know, <laughs> etc. And uh, so I'm back. I'm back by quarter to six. And uh, I'm still a newspaper man. I, I pick up the West out of the garden. And I go in and I start reading it. And somewhere around about 6.15, I hear this from upstairs. Are you back? I have coffee today, love. Yeah, right, love. Shares gets her paper and cup her in bed every day of the week. And then, uh, and then I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go by quarter past seven, half past seven every morning. That's my routine. So I've had a bad day the next day. I know by 7.30 the following morning I'm back into my routine. That's how I recover. So when we set plans and that we talk about KPIs and... Uh, GCI and listings and all that, but these are other important questions that you should take on board. Here's an important one. What part of your real estate work gives you your greatest feeling of importance and personal satisfaction? What part of your real estate work gives you, you your greatest importance and greatest satisfaction? What is it? For those people that now might be here, that might be around here and are struggling with buyers, it might be time to get someone to work with your buyers. If you don't like doing your calls, you might have to get someone to do them for you. <coughs> but you need to know what turns you on every day in regards to your real estate activities. You need to know what gets you excited every day in that regards. Can I just leave you with this, guys? The best value, at the start of the day, I talked to you about once you recognise the value of prospecting, you'll recognise the value of your business. I'd like to think in the two sessions you've had with me, I'd like you to think that I'm passionate about what I do and I just ask you to join me in my journey and the journey of all the other people in the room here. For the last 35 years, this is the only life I've ever known and I'm absolutely proud of it. Because I know... The more I prospect, the more value I add to not only my business, but myself and to my family. So talking about value, can I read you this? The best value-added business in the world has 31,000 stores in 119 countries. They employ 1.5 million people, with the average age of a store manager being just 21. They serve 47 million customers worldwide per day. So on 47 million occasions per day, they ask value questions like, would you like fries? <laughs> would you like a Sunday?" All I ask you to is to recognise the value that's available that you can add to your life from our profession. Thanks very much, everyone. Thanks for tuning into The Crunch. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the show, so if you'd like to share them, please email me at jess at cribcreative.com.au. Don't forget to subscribe if you enjoyed the show and share it with anyone else you think might like it.